0: Welcome to Getting to the Core, a Wayne County Regional Educational Service Agency podcast. We invite you to join us as we discuss a variety of educational topics and hopefully plant a few seeds that get to the core of our mission, leading learning for all. Welcome to another episode of Getting to the Core, Wayne Risa's podcast for educators and community members. Today, we have David Hales, a social studies consultant here at Wayne Risa. David, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. All right, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, as you
1: mentioned, I'm the K-12 social studies consultant here at Wayne Risa. So my responsibilities include supporting uh, districts, schools, in really anything K-12 pertaining to curriculum, instruction and assessment. I also have the opportunity in Wayne County where we are fortunate to have many cultural institutions. I work with a number of them on their educational materials and their alignment to educational standards.
0: Excellent, excellent. So uh, probably for a lot of listeners out here, social studies can bring back a wide variety of memories in terms of you know their experiences uh, both in elementary and secondary and the various classes civics government and so on and world history and the like so today though things are a little bit different so when you think about high quality social studies instruction, what comes to mind? What is your take on what is high quality social studies instruction today?
1: Well, you know, before I get into that, I I wanna make the the case that it's important to start with the purpose of of social studies. Why why is it a core subject? What's the ultimate uh, end for social studies? And then how do we get there? What does quality instruction look like to actually take us to that end? I know if you grab the uh, average person on the street and ask them about social studies, you're gonna get a wide range of answers. It's sometimes called in the trade, the the smorgasbord of subjects. Um, And oftentimes the people's answers are framed around, you know, facts, dates, uh, locations on a map, uh, lists of historical figures. Um, And that's oftentimes what people recall when you, you you see those man on the street kind of interviews. For our purposes, though, and and where we are really right now, it's good to take a step back and look as to why do students need to even have social studies. And we have a defined purpose for social studies, which is responsible citizenship. And while that can certainly be defined a number of ways, the definition that we're going to use, our working definition, is responsible citizenship is really someone who is both informed and engaged. Okay, and the world that's around them. So I'd like to take an opportunity just to kind of build that out a little bit, what that kind of looks like and sounds like, and what are the implications for instruction on this? So again, we mentioned about, you grab the, the person on the street would say, uh, it's memorizing a list of dates, right? It's being able to identify something on the map. Well, the case I want to build is that one, uh, for responsible citizenship to getting us there, Content knowledge, or what we call disciplinary knowledge, is, is crucial, right? It is important. You have to have content information to move forward. But what people oftentimes don't understand is really there are four pillars that really um, support the development of responsible citizenship. One, of course, just said, is the disciplinary knowledge. The second piece are the thinking skills that go with that. In other words, it's the ability to um, process that content knowledge, to summarize it, to be able to evaluate it, to be able to talk about it, um, to be able to develop uh, uh, an informed opinion. It's not just a matter of having the content knowledge, but being able to really utilize that. That's the thinking skills portion. That's the second pillar. And again, by no means is there a hierarchy in these. All of these are really important to get us where we want to go. So the first two, disciplinary thinking skills, The third one is what are referred to really as democratic values. And while sometimes the list of what those are can be contentious, they are, I think, uh, definitely important regardless. So what I mean by that when you say democratic values is a commitment to things like the rule of law, to justice, to diversity, popular sovereignty, that ultimately the power rests in the hands of people, um, of the citizens. Those are important because you know, people don't, we often take those for granted. We're not just born without that understanding. Um, that's something that has to be taught to kids. And so democratic values should be very much infused in social studies if our ultimate end is responsible citizenship. And the fourth piece, which supports responsible citizenship, is is the engagement itself. It's the practice. That means if the whole idea is to be both informed and engaged, you need to, practice engagement at levels that are relevant that are important to you and that and granted that's going to going to look different if you have a kindergartner or a first grader as compared to a middle or a high schooler but it's just as important because it's all ultimately about being able to understand and really think through manage the world that's around you to be engaged so those are really four elements that really support Again, they are not in a hierarchy. They all are mutually supportive, but they're all crucially important. And I always sort of come back to this. All of us can think of people who have content knowledge, they have disciplinary knowledge, they know how the system works, but they choose not to be civically engaged. They're not engaged at all. Um, And on the flip side of that, to be quite honest, we can also think of people who are sometimes quite actively involved, but don't always have c- content knowledge. Their knowledge is incorrect or incomplete on how this works. So for real responsible citizenship, it's very much the, those four pieces. If it's okay with you, I'd like to talk a little bit about, okay, so if that's where we wanna go, how do we get there? Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So in social studies, knowing that where we're trying to get is responsible citizenship, our work, particularly lately meaning really over the last few years has really been driven around a document a national document called the c3 framework which will be made available uh, for people it's the college career um, and civic life framework now this document was created within the social studies community nationally uh, amongst all of the organizations representative bodies in social studies which remember includes uh, economics, geography, history, uh, and a government. But we had representation from across uh, those bodies, and then we also had representation from the states as well. So we had two teachers from the state of Michigan. I'm very proud to say one of them was a teacher from, from Wayne County. And w- what was generated, the C3 framework, which has very much guided social studies um, instruction over the last really few years, high-quality instruction, Uh, is an element to it which is called really the Arc of of Inquiry. And I'd like to take you through that a little bit. Um, There are what are called dimensions in the C3 framework that's saying that if we're trying to get to responsible citizenship, good instruction, regardless of the age or of the grade, really includes four elements, okay, should have four elements, and again, not a uh, hierarchy to these. They are all mutually supportive. The first is that in good social studies instruction, it's really based on questioning or on inquiry. And I realize that this is not just specific to social studies in any discipline. Building on the natural curiosity of kids for the world that's around them is very important, very true in social studies. Notice how this sort of, um, counters a little bit that argument which is well isn't social studies just memorizing a lot of dates and facts and locations on a map this is saying yes there is that content piece of it but it's very much about looking at what has happened in the past what is happening currently let's look at why things really have happened so very much questioning okay that's one element of it a second element is there's the um Well, really, the the thinking skills uh, components, the disciplinary um, knowledge piece that that is centered in Michigan and for the most part, the U.S. Around the four disciplines that I mentioned that civics, economics, geography and history. So there is there is that content knowledge, but not just the content knowledge, but also includes the thinking skills as as well in that it's not enough just to know the location on a map, uh, the date of something, but to be able to really analyze why it occurred, where it occurred, what has been the impact since then. How does that affect the world today? How does that affect me now? That's important. That's very important. That's the heart of social studies. The third dimension uh, on here is evaluating uh, resources. So everything we just described, if you are an informed citizen that means you have a, a really a, a immense responsibility of looking at a world in which there is so much information that's available and in so many variety of sources right so many modalities for for kids part of good social studies instruction is not just a matter of gathering information from a text that's another thing that people oftentimes think of the infamous reading a chapter and answering questions Um, And while there is some validity to that, I'm going to make the case that there is not a lot of validity to that in student learning. What there is, though, is students being able to look at, listen to podcasts, being able to look at video, being able to look at political cartoons, infographics, information, and all the many sources that it comes through. Because ultimately, you want students to be able, as a responsible, informed citizen, right? You want them to be able to express an opinion on something, an informed opinion. That means having to identify what was relevant information that supports your point. What's fake news, what's not fake news? Where, where do I get sources of information? That, that is a crucial piece and an often overlooked piece in, in social studies, the information itself. And then the fourth piece is going to sound pretty, pretty familiar, which is taking informed action. It's the practice part that it's one thing to say, you know, it's important to be engaged in the world around you, you know, and to talk about that. But you know what, whether you're six or 16, you need to be practicing that, and that as part of the social studies instruction. And, you know, maybe that's something, you know, uh, that occurs within the context of just the classroom. That could be very relevant, very appropriate, or the school building, or the neighborhood, or the community. So you can kind of see what I'm doing. It's all a matter on what's the relevant level, right? That you really, really find with that. Good social studies instruction, again, regardless of the level, elementary, middle, or high school really includes a combination of those elements in there, okay? And over time, because let's face it, this is a very much that issue of responsible citizenship is very much a lifelong pursuit. Right. It's something you begin practicing at a very early age and continues well past your years as a high school student. But the skills that are embedded, the thinking that's embedded, the dispositions that are embedded, I think in that C3 framework really has had, will continue to have a powerful impact on helping students really prepare to be responsible citizens. And that's really sort of the, been the movement the last few years, somewhat sidetracked a little because of COVID. Um, but I think coming back around um, in the case of, of Michigan, because our standards very much aligned to the C3 framework, uh, came about, were passed by our state board in June of 2019. So not too far off from when everything began with, with COVID. But, work is all being grounded in this area, curriculum support. I said I work with curriculum instruction and assessment, so very
0: much being based um, around this. That was great, David. So as as an educator, what are some things we can do as we emerge from uh, the, the last two years and start getting back to, I'll say normal, but get back into the swing of things? And how do we rededicate to uh, social studies education with this new set of standards and philosophies?
1: Well, one of the things that immediately comes to mind for me is, you know, you heard me mention in the C3 framework that the fourth uh, dimension is the civic uh, engagement, the civic involvement, right? The the practice. I I think we need to be doing a little bit of that ourselves uh, as educators and what I mean is I guarantee you that you could go to any discipline or any discipline, any district, and you will find as a core discipline, social studies listed, which means uh, dedicated time and materials. But you know what? We all know, let's be honest, that um, social studies does, does not get that same level of attention or resource allocation. And oftentimes, just quite frankly, let's again, let's be honest, it is not taught. And I think that there needs to be a recognition of the importance, a reconnection to the importance of social studies and what its intent is for developing responsible citizenship. You know, we only, we don't have to look too far to see the the real need for that. And that means social studies needs to be taught and it needs to be taught in a systemic way, K-12, not just as what oftentimes happens, uh, becomes the subject that you know, picks up around third or fourth grade, or, you know, even as late as fifth grade. Um, that is making a much tougher job if our goal is to have an informed and an engaged citizen uh, starting at that late point. So that, that's one piece, I think, right there. And that means talking to your administrator, your principal. It means talking to colleagues. Uh, and just raising the, the level of awareness around social studies, I think, is just important. Second piece, if you're curious on, well what does a lesson look like for with based on the C3 framework, the Arc of Inquiry, that is a, an accompanying website to the uh, C3 framework you know, project or, or work. Um, and it's, it's c3teacher.org. So C3teacher.org will actually have vetted, one of the things, it has many things on it, very helpful things, but one of them is a collection of vetted units and lessons done by teachers from around the country, again, vetted, that you can search by topic, by grade level, by really a variety of ways, which is very helpful, right, again, being a national document, that allows you to say, okay, so if you have something that's being driven by a compelling question, Right, based on solid content, includes um, resources, you know, literary pieces in here, content information from a variety of sources, and actually has a component of having kids apply this to the world around them. My gosh, what does this literally look like? It's a great place to start. So, whether you are lower elementary, middle high school, all the way through, you can find a component that is really relevant here in Michigan or what I tell people at the very least, it is nice to find a list of resources that have already been put together for you uh, to be able to cherry pick. There's a certain value in that as well. So at at any point that is relevant for you as a starting point, I think c3teachers.org is definitely one of them.
0: Hmm. Excellent. And so to kind of bring it back to the local sphere, uh, Wayne County educators, kind of the, the, the source of where, you know, we, we serve for both organizations as well as probably the majority of listeners of this podcast. Uh, what are some things that they can do to connect either with you or with the social studies uh, community in Wayne County?
1: I think one of the best ways uh, that has proven to be quite successful is I have what are now um, Google Groups, used to be listservs, but really Google Groups across the disciplines K-12. So instead of what I mean by that is instead of having, say, a K-12 uh, Google group to push out information, um, I very much sort of customized it. So in high school, where there are four distinct social studies courses, there are four lists there. And in terms of elementary or K-8, there are some that are divided by grade level, some which are divided by grade span. Um, the reason why there are so many groups, I believe there are nine groups, is because recognizing that Wayne County is a large county and building a sense of community, right, around like interests in social studies, if you are K-2, for example, that's not an easy thing to do, given our size. And being on one of these lists, I think, really helps in that regard. All total, I have uh, just under 4,000 teachers K-12 on the list. And what that allows me to do is a couple things. So by getting on these lists, One is, of course, uh, relevant resources to your particular grade level or grade span I can push out to you. And that's proven to be very helpful. Workshops that are coming up. uh, You can, of course, not only always look at Wayne Reese's website, but if it's social studies, I'll actually be sending it out to you for your particular grade level. Resources, grant opportunities, field trip monies, sometimes which are made available uh, to me through various uh, funders, I could push out to people. And the second reason why I really wanna advocate um, that people would be on these lists uh, in these groups is again, it sor- forms really sort of a micro community for us in social studies. So what will happen often is someone in the group will say, you know, I'm struggling a little bit on a resource for X or Y, let's say in US history, and they will ask the infamous question, which is a very legitimate question. They'll say, what's the rest of the county doing? Well, you know, we have a very large county and a very diverse county, and that is a much trickier question than it sounds. However, for me in social studies, those groups give me the opportunity to push out that question to say 300 U.S. history teachers in the high school. And I tell you, if you've met a high school U.S. history teacher, they're gonna gonna reply back, with, well, here's what I do, or, hey, I'm looking for that information, too. So in order to get on these, really all I need to have from someone, it's very simple, is I really just need their email, and I need to know the grade level, uh, unless you're high school. And then high school, I need to know what, what's the course you're teaching. Um, so I just need an email. If it's K-8, I just need, to need just need the grade level. And then if you're high school, I do need to know the course. Are you an economics teacher or are you a world history teacher? Which ones would you be on? You could be on multiple ones. There's no cost. Um, and we'll, we'll enroll you. So, And then I'll give you my email address. I'm sure that can also be out um, available in other places as well. It's a nice, short, nice, simple email. Uh, it's Hales, my last name, H-A-L-E-S, D is in David, at Risa dot net so it's hailsd d at resa that's a i think the best way for us to stay in in uh, touch both in a big picture sort of view as to what's going on in the world of social studies but also more specifically within sort of our communities by communities i mean our grade levels grade span things along those lines
0: excellent well I don't know about everyone in the audience, but uh, I did learn a lot today about the, the changes from when at least I was in high school uh, uh, from, on social studies. Again, I one of those classes that uh, you know some I, I remember a lot of memorable teachers, but I've probably forgotten a lot of the facts. So uh, David Hales, we want to thank you for coming in today. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to Getting to the Core. To access previous episodes Along with transcripts and additional resources, visit resa.net forward slash podcast.